this are the continuation of the defining moments uh, which I preached uh, last Sunday. This is defining moments part two. We said that defining moments are those moments when we come face to face with the truth and we embrace the truth and we live it. We live the truth. And we said that there are truths that bother us, truths that, that inconveniences us, but we accept them nonetheless and we live these truths. And these truths become a defining moment for us. And there are truths that are uncomfortable, that not align with our with our dreams, with our goals, with our lifestyle. And they 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 simply become a burden for us. And we say, I'm not ready to accept the truth and I'm gonna walk away. And you miss the opportunity for a defining moment in your life. And we have seen two examples from the Bible, two different people, two different responses of the same truth. One is Nicodemus, whose encounter with Jesus became a defining moment in his life, that although the teachings of Jesus Christ go against everything he knew, he nevertheless embraced the truth, and the truth set him free. And we also saw the example of a rich young ruler, rich young man. He has everything in life. He's rich, he's young, he's probably handsome. But when the truth comes to him front and center, he walked away. He rejected the truth. He refused to accept the truth because he doesn't want to give up his material possessions. He missed the defining the opportunity for a defining moment in his life. And today, we are going to talk about two other truths, two truths that are very essential, very vital in our life, in our walk with the Lord. And, and, and one, the first truth is, is something that everybody agrees. This is an undeniable truth, unassailable truth, an arguable truth. Everybody, whether you're a Christian or an agnostic or an atheist or you don't believe in anything at all, you will agree that this is the truth. And the second truth is something that would make you feel uncomfortable. And it is going to be an opportunity for you to have that defining moment, that moment that is going to transform your life whether you're a Christian or not. Now, what is the first truth? Well, the first truth is this. See these clocks over here? See this calendar? Manilin, can you play the ticking of the clock? running out on us. And I don't even have to give a verse to support that. We will all die. We will all eventually die sooner or later. Sino ang hindi mamatay sa inyo? 
Alam ko, ayaw niyong mamatay. Mamamatay din kayo, pero ayaw niyong mamatay muna ngayon. Ha? Kung gusto niyong mamatay ngayon, may diferensya kayo. Suicidal. Suicidal tendency kayo. Ha? So, we, we don't want to die. We all hope that we will not die, or at least we will you know, try to prevent time from moving so we don't get old, and when we're old, the chances of dying early will happen. So, some of us try to cheat, you know, our age. We, we try to, you know, appear young para sabihin ng mga tao, Oh, at ang bata-bata mo pa, ilang taong ka na? Well, you don't look like uh, 45. You, you look only 44 or 44 and a half. Because you, you know, na, na, you try to defy time. But time always moves forward. No matter what you do with your face, with your body, time always moves forward. Have you seen a clock that moves backward? I've seen a clock that stops, like the clock in our kitchen in our house, but it's all because there's no battery anymore. But clocks are supposed to move forward. Time is supposed to move forward. Whether you're a Christian or not, you will agree that someday time is going to run out. This is an undeniable truth. But unfortunately, some people or many people ignore this truth and live their life like it's not going to end. They attend funerals, they listen to messages about eternal life, about death, about, you know, uh, encouragement, about beautiful place up there. And then they go back to lunch, they go back to work as if they heard nothing. Because they, their tendency is to just forget about it about death. They don't want to talk about death. The subject of death is scary for them. They simply ignore the reality about death. And as I've said last time, if you ignore reality, you will suffer the price for it. If you distort the truth, you ignore the truth, you will suffer the consequence for it. Like when parents ignore information that come trickling in from the school, from parent, uh, from the teachers and from parents of other uh, students about the outrageous behavior of your son and then you ignore it, it's going to blow up in your face later on and things will be too late. And, or if you are a businessman and you ignore information about, about the quality of your product the quality has been messed up and you do not do anything you pretend that everything is alright anyway money is coming in and then disaster strikes katulad na nangyari sa Toyota sa US diba? they receive information that there's something wrong with the cars but management top management decided to hide that information they 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 just didn't Deal something, but they didn't do anything about the information, and then disaster struck. Kaya nalulugi ang Toyota ngayon. Or maybe a wife who received information about a husband carrying on an affair with another woman. Hmm? You ignore that information until it becomes too late. Disaster. Or a woman who sees danger signs in the character of the guy he's dating. She's dating, and she went ahead to marry her then things are going to turn out disastrously. 
If you ignore truth and refuse to deal with it head on, the truth will blow up in your face and everything might be too late for anyone to do anything. So if you ignore the reality that time will run out on us someday, and someday maybe next week, or next month, or maybe tomorrow, or even today, or even after I preach, today there might be no more time to do what you should have been doing in the first place. If the reality of death does not provide the context on how you live life, you will suffer the consequences in the end. Some of us don't believe that. Many people don't believe that. Because, you know, maybe we don't really believe the Bible. Huh? We believe that Jesus Christ is our Lord and Savior. Well, that's, that, serves, that serves our interest. But then, we ignore the other truths about Jesus. We ignore his teachings because they conflict with our self-interest. We love the scriptures when we need to hear the beautiful words about heaven, especially when we lose a loved one. We love to hear and quote the Bible verses about heaven, that there is a better place, our loved one is now in a better place, and someday we will meet him and together with Jesus and the angels in heaven we are going to celebrate you know you want to hear those words but actually you don't don't care about it when you don't need the scriptures so if we really believe the scriptures and we're looking forward to going where our loved ones went ahead then this should be the basis of how we live our lives how we conduct our business how we spend our money how we deal with people, how we raise our kids, and how we serve our church. We love the verses when we need them, but if we don't need them, we don't even think about them. You know, it's, it's a familiar scene where Christians worship the Lord. You know, they, they say words, they sing you know, songs like, uh, Draw me close to you, Lord. I want you, Lord, in my life right now. Now, Lord, come to me, Lord God. And, and, and I'm, I'm not comfortable with this world anymore. I can't feel at home in this world anymore. We sing these songs. Do we really mean them? And paano kung sinabi ng Diyos, talaga? Ngayon na? You want me to come to you now? Or you, 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 want, you, want, you want to come to me now? Halika na. Halika na. Mangamatay ka na ngayon. Lord, Lord, Lord. Hindi, hindi ganun. Kanta lang yun, Lord. Song lang yun. I don't really mean it. Huh? We're just hoping that you will come this way and that we're not going there. You know? Kanta lang yun. So, we don't really mean those things. You know, the second reason why we don't do anything about death is that we don't want to leave the people we love. Diba? We are so attached to the people we love that well, all we, we focus on is what we will leave behind for these people. We, we concentrate on our work. We, we do everything so that we can amass money, so that we can save money to live for our children. Now, if this undeniable truth about, about death is going to be front and center in our life, it should change the way we think about everything. So the question is, how should we live life in the light of the fact that time is running out? Paano natin, paano tayo mabubuhay dito sa mundong ito? Habang buhay tayo, paano natin, bubuha, uh, paano natin 
Tagalog, ano? How should we live life? In, huh? Considering that time is running out on us. Ito mga business clocks are moving forward. No, they're not. No, this Ang mga iba, ano, mali-mali pa yung mga clocks. Anyway. <laughs> time is running out. Now, how should we live life? If you are not a Christian and you have a certain belief on what happens to you after you die, then that, that determines the way you live life. If you believe that after you die, you become dust, your body disintegrates, you just become, you know, dust, then it doesn't matter how you live your life now. Drink, eat, and be merry, and you don't care about tomorrow. But if you think you become a rat or an ant or a dog after this life, then you should be preparing for that for that life, you know, preparing to be an ant, a dog, or whatever. Huh? And if you think your soul goes someplace between heaven and hell and heaven and earth, and you will know where it and you will know where it you are going. Uh, you don't know where you're going, and it depends. Uh, where you're going depends on what people you leave behind do when, while you are in limbo, while you are there waiting for your destination, then you live your life pleasing these people, being good to these people so they can do uh, their role when you're there in limbo. But if you are a Christian and you believe that there is life after death, then how should you live your life? Now the issue is not how much time is left, but what you should do with the days that are remaining. The issue is not how much time is left, but what you should do with the time remaining. And the older you are this morning, the more you think about it. And our tendency, if, you, if the years are catching up fast on you, is to try to make everything you know, religious. You, you do religious routines. And you lose the essence of the relationship. And this leads us to the second truth. What you do in this life determines what your next life is going to be like. You know, Jesus Christ, all throughout his ministry, in the conversations he had with people, he talked about the reality of his kingdom. He talked about the kingdom that is out of this world. He talked about the, his father's ma- mansion that has many rooms. He talked about his being a king. He talked about his father's home. He talked about the life beyond this life. He taught that what you do in life determines what it's going to be like in the next life after you leave this life. What you do in life determines what it's going to be like in the next life. You might be thinking, oh, puti na lang, Christiano. Ako, sangar, I'm a Christian. I don't have to be bothered by this truth. And I don't have to feel, be, uh, feel uncomfortable because I'm certainly going to be in the same place. I'm going to enjoy the same things. I'm going to have the same perks and privileges that the apostles, that the prophets, that the great Christian leaders, including Pastor Tim, are going, uh, are going to enjoy. Christian na I wish it's that way. Anong ibig mong sabihin, Brother Noel? It's not that way? Oh, yes, it's not that way. 
in the book of Noel, it's that way. But the holy book says, no way. The Bible says that everyone will stand to give an account of what we did on earth. Which means we owe the Father an explanation on how we live our lives. And I'm speaking about Christians, not the non-believers. I'll deal with that later on. I want you to open your Bibles to 2 Corinthians 5, verses 1 to 10. Okay, 2 Corinthians 5, verse 1 to 10. For we know that when this earthly tent we live in is taken down, that is when we die and leave this earthly body, we will have a house in heaven, an eternal body made for us by God himself and not by human hands. We grow weary in our present bodies and we long to put on our heavenly bodies like new clothing. For we will put on heavenly bodies. We will not be spirits without bodies. While we live in these earthly bodies, we groan and sigh. But it's not that we want to die and get rid of these bodies that clothe us. Rather, we want to put on our new bodies so that these dying bodies will be swallowed up by life. God Himself has prepared us for this, and as a guarantee, He has given us His Holy Spirit. So very clearly, Paul was referring to Christians, Christians who have received Jesus Christ as their Lord and Savior, and they have received the deposit, the, the, the Holy Spirit as a deposit in their lives. It is a guarantee that has been given to us. So, Paul was talking to Christians, not non-believers. Okay, verse 6. So we are always confident, even though we know that as long as we live in these bodies, we are not at home with the Lord. For we live by believing, not by seeing. Yes, we are fully confident and we would rather be away from these earthly bodies for them, for then we will be at home with the Lord. So whether we are here in this body or away from this body, our goal is to please Him. Okay, so whether we are here in this body or away from this body, our goal is to please Him. For we must all stand before Christ to be judged. Remember, He's referring to Christians, to us, to those who have received Jesus Christ as their Lord and Savior. We will all stand before Christ to be judged. Uh, this might be new to some of you because you have been used to uh, hearing about non-Christians standing before the judge during the last days, during Judgment Day. But here is a Christian standing before the Lord. And he will be hearing the judgment of the Lord. We will each receive whatever we deserve for the good or evil we have done in this earthly body. Uh, this is something that many of us are probably wishing that it's not here in the scriptures. Huh? Uh, this, this passage talks about 
giving an account for what we have done in our past life. It talks about judgment. So, it's for Christians, not for non-Christians. And we just hope that, you know, just that, that, that we can, when God is not looking, we'll just steer this page and God will look for it and we'll say, Ah, nandito lang kanina. Biglang nawala. Okay? It makes us uncomfortable. It makes us, you know, say that, Oh, we're okay. We're okay, but no, we're not okay. Huh? So, let, let's go on further. I want you to turn your Bibles to First Corinthians three. This is uh, just a passage that supports this the passage that I earlier read, uh, chapter three, verses twelve to fifteen. Okay, are you there? Twelve to fifteen. Anyone who builds on that foundation may use a variety of materials, gold, silver, jewels, wood, hay, or straw. But on that judgment day, fire will reveal what kind of work each builder has done. The fire will show if a person's work has any value. If the work survives, that builder will receive a reward. But if the work is burned up, the builder will suffer great loss. The builder will be saved. Christians will be saved. You know, if you are forgiven, you are saved, you go to heaven. The builder will be saved. But like someone barely escaping through a wall of flames. The issue here is not sin. Christians are saved already. Christians are forgiven, they go to heaven. So the issue here in all of this that I read is not sin, but faithfulness. It's faithfulness. The Bible does not speak of punishment for sin. The passages that I read speak of a recognition of faithfulness. Everybody say faithfulness. Faithfulness. You know, there is a different judgment for non-Christians. And there is a different judgment for Christians. Have you been in court, in a criminal court, and you witness a sentencing? Hindi pa? Hindi pa kayo panood ng court hearing? Nandun yung judge? The clerk of court is reading the decision, and when he goes to the uh, last paragraph of the the decision, the accuser is there standing with his lawyer, they're shaking, not only the accused, but the, the lawyer is shaking, and everybody is, you know, uh, holding their breath. Relatives, friends, family of the accused, nandun lahat. At pag sinabi ng, ng uh, clerk, clerk of court, who is reading the decision, uh, guilty, there is crying, there is weeping. There is anguish. It's not a good sight to see. But if the decision says not guilty, there is celebration. There is joy. There is shouts of victory. You should go to court sometime and and, and witness how this ha- what this happens. So once we stand before God for judgment as believers. There will also be 
crying and gnashing of teeth. There's going to be weeping also in frustration because of a life that wasn't very well lived. And the issue for that day is not judgment for their sin, but judgment for a life that was not faithfully lived. And they will watch people being rewarded for living lives of faithfulness. And they will gnash their teeth in regret and say, we missed it. And they will see the opportunity that they missed. Have you tried to miss something that is very important in your life? Alam mo sa, sa US, pag pumupunta ako sa trabaho, I take the train. And sometimes, paglabas ko sa opisina is 5.05 or 5.10 and my train leaves at 5.25 and there's no other train that comes after that. So, bilis. Takbo ako ng takbo, papunta hanggang sa subway. Pag, pag uh, dating ang subway sa station, takbo na naman ako sa danan. Kita ko yung oras, it's 5.00. 5.20, 5.21, The clock is ticking and I'm still running. Hoping that the uh, door of the train is still open when I go in. Pagdating ko sa, sa platform, biglang, and this, this happened many times, I miss the train. Biglang magbubukas. Nandun ka na. Isang step na lang, nasalug ka na ng train. But the door just closed. And you will have to wait for, you know, another one hour and 30 minutes for the next train that goes to another destination that you have to take another train to go to your to your home station if you miss the opportunity you're going to have lots of regrets I don't know what my life will be like in heaven compared to the life of other people whose faithfulness was recognized and appreciated by the Father I just know that they will have better lives, higher honor, perhaps bigger and more luxurious mansions in heaven. So, dapat hindi tayo contento na magiging kristyano lamang. Hindi tayo contento na papakita lamang on Sundays, na, you know, just just uh, read a verse a week, or, you know, yung tinatawag na kristyano lamang. Kadalasan yun ang mentality natin. Anyway, I'm going to heaven. I've already accepted Jesus Christ as Lord and Savior. I'm saved. Ah, that's good enough for me. Kailangan natin ng upgrade. You know, iba yung feeling ng na-upgrade eh. If you're, if Sally was in the assessor's office at the city of San Fernando uh, three days ago to pay for uh, the realty tax, ang haba ng pila, at nandun siya sa dulo ng pila, may tatlong tao sa likod niya, and then somebody passed by, the uh, clerk from the assessor's office, and he recognized Sally. And he said, Sally, dito ka na. Nahiya naman si Sally. No, 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 no. Okay lang, dito lang ako. Kasi nahiya siya sa mga tao na kapila. Pero pinilit siya. And, you know, alam mo na si, si Sally, uh, hindi siya nagsisay ng no, so sumama siya. And that's, that's an upgrade. <laughs> that's an upgrade. And she was so happy that she was able to finish that in, in with less than an hour. At, uh, you know, there, I have a friend who, who was in the economy class in the airplane, and I don't know what, what why he was upgrade, why his uh, seat was upgraded to business class. But sinabi ng stewardess, dito ka na sa business class. 
kasi may sakit yata siya, may fever what. But she went to the business class and she enjoyed the privileges, the perks of the business class. Ang sarap ng pagkain, mas masarap ang ulam, mas malaki ang kanilang steak. Sa economy class, walang, wala palang steak. Ano? May mga wine, at you, you are treated specially. My special privileges if you are in the business class. And meron din akong isang kaibigan, nag-attend ng concert ni Charisse sa Las Vegas. Huh? Nasa taas sila, taas, taas. Pero I don't know what happened. Sinabi nung isang usher, you can occupy the front seats kasi vacant. That's an upgrade. And she enjoyed the concert. We should be conscious of you know, upgrading ourselves to as Christians. And the only way to upgrade ourselves our status in heaven, you know, get more rewards in heaven, is to be faithful now. The Bible says that people who are faithful on earth will be rewarded according to what they have done. You know, may mga recognition awards during the last days of March, diba? Sa mga schools, there are recognition awards. And I love to watch recognition awards. People are given, you know, medals, and you will see their faces beaming with pride. The parents are looking at them, you know, standing with pride, and uh, and it's just a beautiful scene when people are given rewards, are awarded, are appreciated for their hard work, for their excellent work, for their dedication. But you know what's better than watching? people get awards, people being recognized, what's better is you yourself is being recognized and awarded and appreciated. That's better. There is in us a deep longing for appreciation, of recognition. Kahit sabihin natin na na naimbaras ako pag nabibigyan ako ng awards or na-appreciate ako. I feel awkward when, when I'm in front, you know, being given a plaque of appreciation or a medal or whatever especially for Filipinos, typical Filipinos. Eh? So, siguro pagdating ng isang mahiyaing Filipino sa heaven, eh, sabi niya, Lord, dito na lang po ako. Dito na lang. No, 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 no. Kailangan mo sumama ka sa akin dito kasi you are a faithful servant. Come here, come here, come here, come on, come on, dito ka. Kaya, okay, mahiya. If you are faithful today, if you are faithful now, you have a special place in heaven and that is already sure, that is certain. That is yours. God has reserved that for you. It's a special place. If you're a Christian and you followed your own book more than the holy book, you serve yourself more than you serve God, you excuse yourself from every opportunity to serve His church, and from every opportunity to share God's word to others. You excuse yourself from giving 10% or tithing or cheerfully giving to His church. Maybe you would have the right to say, Lord, dito na lang po ako. And the Lord is not going to drag you to go to a special place that's reserved for you because there is no such thing, such place reserved for you. But this I tell you, and I hope you won't tell the Lord later on when you get to heaven, that you don't know it. Because I'm already telling you right now, you will regret not doing anything with the opportunities presented to you today to serve the Lord. 
Because when the Lord will be giving rewards to those who have been faithful, you will find yourself crying and gnashing your teeth in frustration for the opportunities that you missed. And nothing will reverse the situation. And I'm tempted to tell you that I'm sorry you're hearing this from me, but no, I'm not sorry. Maybe you disagree with what I'm saying, or you're feeling the pressure of guilt or fear, or, or you, feel, you feel uncomfortable, very uncomfortable. But these things I'm telling you did not come from me. It comes from the book, the holy book. Not from the book of Noel, not from the book of Tim, but from the holy book. And let me repeat what I've been saying. The Bible says, We Christians, not the unbelievers, will stand before God to give an account for our faithfulness. And God will reward those who have served Him well. And the good news is, there is still time. Time is still ticking. Don't let the seconds, the minutes, the hours, the days, the weeks, the months, the years pass by just like that. Because the issue, I repeat, is not how much time is left, but what will I do with the time that is left for me? And if you are here and you have not accepted Christ as your Lord and Savior, there is another kind of judgment waiting for you. It is called the Great White Throne Judgment where you will stand to give an account for your sins. Without Christ in you, you are going to justify your sins. And it is going to take an eternity for you to be doing that. And I'm attempted to say that sorry that it's that way, but no, I'm not sorry. I should not be apologizing of what is written in the Bible, but you know, it's that way. We have to accept that's reality, that is truth. Maybe I should have said it more creatively, like you're going to a place where uh, pure oxygen is, is uh, uh, hyperactive and where the climate is several degrees warmer, you know, uh, instead of hearing the word hell. But I'm not going to speak that way today. I'm sorry. I'm living on Tuesday and... and I don't want you to say that I did not impart anything to you that is, you know, direct enough for you to, to make a, a decision in your life. But, kumagalit kayo sa akin, hanapin niyo ako sa Wednesday. Okay? Hanapin niyo ako sa Wednesday. <laughs> I love you. You know, we love you. And we want you to uh, join the journey to a life of eternity in heaven. And I want you all, I want to see you maybe a year from now or two years from now or three years from now already upgraded and not in the same situation as you are now. Okay? And time is ticking. Time goes so fast. Tatlong taon lang kaming nawala. Marami ng batang naglalakihan. Mga buhok na nagpuputian. And hindi ka, tita, ate... June, ha? Nagkataon lang na nakita kita, kaya hindi, hindi ka ang maraming nagkukulubutan, hindi ikaw yun man ang mila, at mga tuhod na naghihinahan. 
And the Bible is not specific when the end will come for every person. And the Bible is not specific on the date when the judgment comes. If we know it's coming, if we know the exact date when it's coming, then all we have to do is, you know, enjoy the, the life that we have, do everything that we, we want to do in life, and then we'll just decide on the last hour. And God knows he's going to do, we are going to do that. Yes, we're going to do that. Enjoy na tayo ngayon. Anyway, we have time. That we don't know when he is coming. And in fact, the Bible speaks of the rapture. Narinig niyo na yung rapture? Nagiging direct ako ngayon. Ha? Nagiging bold ako ngayon. Ha? Hindi ko na, kinu- uh, na... Hindi na ako nagpapaligoy-ligoy pa. I'm not saying these things creatively. And, you know, the rapture comes when God is going to claim His people. And it's going to happen so fast. Very quick. Very swift. It's going to be as swift as a blink of an eye. Okay? Just imagine the, the person next to you disappear like a blink of an eye. A blink of an eye, di ba? Kung isa kang unbeliever, hindi ka isa, isa kang kristyano at hindi mo man tatanggap si Kristo, pagdating ng rapture, malilay ka. And you, you, can, you can never join the believers. You, you, you will be there, left behind to suffer. Okay? You cannot. You cannot say with a blink of an eye the words, Lord, forgive me for my sins and I accept Jesus Christ as my Lord and Savior. Or you can make a shortcut, I accept Christ, forgive me. You cannot. In fact, we can do that. Okay, try to blink your eye. Lord, okay, let's do it again. Lord, forgive No, no, it's too fast. It's too fast, right? Lord, forgive No, no, we cannot do that. It's a blink of an eye. It's fast, it's swift. And, you know, if you're not a uh, believer, there is nothing you can do to join those who will disappear. You won't have time to confess your sins. You don't have time to accept Christ be your Lord and Savior. And if you are disturbed by the truth, I'm disturbed by the truth. You are disturbed by the truth. Even Christ, God Himself, is disturbed by the truth, by that truth that He sent His Son to die for us. He came here to die and through His blood we are saved. God offers His forgiveness. He wants a relationship with you. He wants you to have eternal life. And if you walk away from it, I hope the clocks and the calendars in your home, your office, and anywhere you go will always remind you of the truth that the time is running out on you. And if you decide to embrace the truth today, if you decide to make this moment, a defining moment for you today, I want you to pray with me this prayer of acceptance. Our Father in Heaven, tinatanggap ko po na ako ay makasalanan. At humihingi po ako ng tawad sa inyo. At salamat po, Panginoon, sa inyong anak na si Yesu Cristo na namatay para sa aking mga kasalanan. At pinatanggap ko po, Panginoon, na maging tagapagligtas at tag Panginoon ko po ang inyong anak na si Yesu Cristo. 
Tulungan niyo po ako, O Diyos, na mamuhay, na sumusunod sa inyong salita. In Jesus' name, Amen. And if you have prayed that prayer, sincerely with all your heart, you don't have to say those words with a blink of an eye. When the rapture comes, you are saved. You are saved now. You will inherit eternal life. And now if you are already a Christian and you think that there is more you can do to show your faithfulness than just show up on Sundays, I challenge your imagination. And I think that some Christians are not motivated well enough to serve the Lord, to be faithful, because they lack imagination. You may have a picture of what heaven is like, but you don't have a picture of what the rewards will be. So I want you to imagine, dig deep into your imagination, when you are there in the awards ceremony, Jesus Christ is, is handing out rewards to those who have been faithful on earth. And He's, he's rewarding Pastor Tim, He's giving a key to a Rolls Royce to Pastor Tim, you know, for his faithfulness. He's giving uh, an... Uh, a reward to says for leading the worship, you know, to Jaime for leading the worship and for joining the mission team and, and all these things that we do. And then you are there just watching and hoping that you will be given a reward to, but your name is never called. Yung parang yung sa basketball team, na nanalo yung basketball team at sinabi ng coach, ikaw ang galing-galing, magkaling ng layup mo kanina, yung dunk mo kanina, yung pag-block mo kanina, ang galing-galing. Pero pagdating sa'yo, kasi wala kang nagawa, sabi ng coach, ah, at ikaw, ah, 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 hindi na bali. Kasi wala kang nagawa. There is nothing better to hear on earth as it is in heaven than to hear the Father say, You did a great job, my good and faithful servant. And imagine the Father saying this to you. And imagine how you feel receiving your reward. Let's pray. Father God, thank you for your revelation, Lord. And I pray, Lord God, that you will steer the hearts of those who have not been faithful to you. They have heard the word, they're saved, they're going to heaven with us, but there's much more that they can do to serve your kingdom, to be faithful to your word, to obey your word. And I pray, Lord God, that you will Stats their hearts, convict their hearts today that they will leave this, this, this building thinking about how they can be more faithful to you. We love you, Father, and we love to serve your kingdom. We love to serve your people. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen.